0: Let's move on then to uh, the next big uh, subject, Patrick, uh, which is, of course, uh, uh, Israel-Palestine.
1: Well, this is the deal of the century. This is the much-anticipated deal, the peace deal brokered by Donald Trump, uh, the President of the United States, uh, supposedly between Israel and Palestine. But as you can see by the flags up uh, on this graphic Mike, Palestinians weren't really consulted about this deal. This was uh, a deal done between the White House and Israel to uh, dictate the future of the Israeli state and the Palestinian territories. Now we're going to break down in detail what this deal entails and how or, or how it's not different from previous Peace deals that have been offered by previous U.S. administrations or brokered by by the Americans. So there's Benjamin Netanyahu there with Trump at the White House, mind you, playing the Israeli national anthem uh, as Trump got up onto the podium. You can watch
0: in the White House,
1: in the White House wow. press room. Uh, so that's a uh, historic, uh, certainly on its own. But Netanyahu's is all smiles, Mike. He's grin, grinning ear to ear. He's getting everything he wants right before the third runoff. Uh, in March uh, for the contested Israeli election. So this is politically very important for Netanyahu as it is for Donald Trump in an election year. So who is really behind this deal? Well, this was the Jared Kushner deal uh, initially, and this is the uh, president's son-in-law here. This is Trump's son-in-law, Jared Kushner. This was the deal of the century. This is apparently something he slapped together, which Donald Trump just recently put his name on officially. This is what Kushner had to say uh, in an interview with, with CNN recently said, the White House's plan is a great deal, and if the Palestinians reject it, they're going to screw up another opportunity like they've screwed up every other opportunity they've ever had in their existence. Wow. Quite strong words, in in their existence. So, you know, going back a few thousand years. So this is a quite a, a, a aggressive um, and, I would say, Disrespectful statement by the president's uh, son-in-law. I mean, so if he's going in to negotiate a deal, and this is the sort of rhetoric you're putting out. And is, you, it, is
0: this how you make friends?
1: Is, is this the art of the deal, basically? You know, we're giving you a, an ultimatum here. This is not a deal. Clearly, this is an ultimatum. Right. Uh, so, well, it gets better than that, Mike. Uh, he said past proposals have been two to three pages. This one is over 80 pages, and it has a map. It's never been done before, said Jared Kushner. So he's providing a map uh, along with 80 pages and women to be impressed by that. So uh, the president's son-in-law or the president-in-law, uh, as he's called by some people, uh, he's uh, really wowing them with this deal. It's a continue. Uh, it does even get better than this, believe it or not. If they screw up this opportunity, which again, they have a perfect track record of missing opportunities, if they screw this up, I think that they will have a very hard time looking at the international community in its face, saying they are victims, saying they have rights. This is a great deal for them. So if if you don't accept this ultimatum, then you you lose your rights is what he, basically what he's saying. Uh, and yeah, and, you know, and they have no standing in the international community. Yeah. So this is even worse than than previous peace plans uh, that have been put forward and incredibly arrogant by Jared Kushner. And uh, you know, everybody's saying this out in the uh, journalistic sphere, by the way. Uh, this is what every, pretty much 90% of a lot of the publications I've read have been saying. Uh, so let's, let's move on and see. H- how's the Palestinian leadership reacted to this, Mike? Here's Mahmoud Abbas, President of the Palestinian Authority. This is what he said, Jerusalem is not for sale and all, all of our rights, those are not for sale or for compromise. Plots, deals of the century, plans to liquidate the Palestinian cause are doomed to failure. This is the important thing you're looking at here is there was a split and a schism within the Palestinian leadership before this deal of the century was unveiled. Mm-hmm. You had uh, major splits between the uh, PA, between uh, Hamas and Gaza, between Islamic Jihad, in, in, in Gaza, now you see a united front among the Palestinians and in a way that only Trump could do.
0: Uh, and what, what was uh, Mahmoud Abbas's uh, personal uh, popularity like?
1: It, it wasn't great uh, in, in the West Bank, accepted as the leader of the Palestinian Authority, not really very popular at all in Gaza. But now again, Trump has this great ability through his bombast to uh, galvanize the opposition uh wherever it is in the world so he's done it once again the magic of trump uh, continues so and so you can see the, the the technique by the u.s by the israeli leadership is to say this is a problem of the palestinian leadership mm-hmm. that we're giving them another opportunity this is what they did with camp david it was mm-hmm. basically the same con we made you a perfectly good offer and you rejected it therefore you deserve everything that you got after mm-hmm. that which is mm-hmm. to be pounded by the idf and lose more territory Etc. Uh, so they're doing the same thing again now. So they're, they're, they'll they'll continue to demonize the Palestinian leadership and blame them if it fails. But here now, this is interesting. They're going after uh, the King of Jordan. So a, a synchronized attacks on King Abdullah of Jordan. Why? Uh, he's not exactly playing ball on this issue with Tel Aviv. And so this is what Haratz revealed. Uh, Israel has big plans for Jordan but they don't include King Abdullah II. is that a regime
0: change threat that sounds very like yes
1: so he's a he's very he's a very key uh, individual here although he's a monarch mm-hmm. the Hashemite King of Jordan uh, he's also very key because uh, the United States has a very close relationship with Jordan Britain has an extremely close relationship with Jordan that goes back a long, long ways. They have uh, great cooperation on all levels of intelligence, military affairs, mm-hmm. and government affairs. So h- how is this going to play in terms of uh, the, uh, the coalition that normally supports Israel? Um, is there a plan to take out the, this, this particular royal family in Jordan in order to make way for the Greater Israel Project, to make it a lot easier and smoother? Uh, Obviously, the king of Jordan has got an issue, maybe the majority or close to the majority of residents in Jordan have some Palestinian descent, Mike.
0: And, and, what's or, his, and
1: refugees as well
0: what's his position as leader of Jordan is, is he uh, as much supported as for example Assad is in Syria um, or is there an opportunity for outside uh, forces to come into Jordan and, and stir up uh, conflict within the country there's
1: always a chance of that he's, he's definitely weaker in terms of uh, military power and, and a security state than uh, Saudi Arabia would be for instance mm-hmm or some of the other more wealthy uh, oil states like qatar so he he is vulnerable but he's also popular with a lot of people in jordan mm-hmm. he is generally regarded by a lot of jordanians as you know a, a good ruler doing a good job but there's always dissenting parties yes there. Mm-hmm. so this is interesting something to keep an eye on there let's take a look at the deal of the century here so what are we looking at so this is promising a two-state solution once again the whole uh, deal here is predicated on the promise of a Palestinian state. We'll show you what that state's going to look like in a minute. And so a lot of people think the two-state solution is dead, uh, and it was really just used to buy time for Israel to uh, uh, make facts on the ground to increase settlements, and which they did over the last 30 years. Mm-hmm. Palestinian statehood is conditional according to this deal. And could happen later.
0: Oh, so the day they sign on the dotted line they don't get a state?
1: No. They've, they've got
0: to they've gotta do things before they might get a state at some point in the future.
1: And if there's any bad behavior, quote, bad behavior by the Palestinians, then they won't get that state, or it'll be the deal will kind of be frozen at that point, mm-hmm. and then you're back to the status quo. So it's already looking good, isn't it? It's looking great. So the Palestinians must recognize Greater Israel and Jerusalem as its capital. That's, that was non-negotiable for the Palestinians. And of course the US and, and Israel just you know, drove right through that mm-hmm. uh, barricade of international laws and UN resolutions. So that's not good. Uh, Palestinians must recognize a pure Jewish ethno-nationalist state of Israel. So imagine <laughs> the, the backlash in Europe against ethno-nationalism and in, in the United States, uh, particularly by the, by the liberal left. Where are they on this issue? They should all be up in arms. I mean, is there a place for a pure racial ethno-nationalist state, a European, largely a European settler state in the Middle East in 2020, in the 21st century? So
0: is this, uh, am I wrong that this is demand for apartheid? This,
1: yes, this is, this is pure apartheid. This is high, what we call high apartheid mm. uh, on a level of formality that even South Africa uh, didn't quite have. So let's take a a look at the rest of this here. Palestinians must reject terrorism. This is a really important condition to them getting on on the path to statehood. So that means they are not allowed to resist any Israeli land grabs or IDF military operations. If they do, that will be deemed as terrorism. And therefore, the deal will be frozen once again, and then they'll have to go back to protracted negotiations.
0: And by resist, that includes throwing rocks.
1: I don't know. It's not really defined. This is quite a wide berth uh, in terms of uh, how you yeah. arbitrarily uh, define all this. So, And again, uh, must meet long list of other unattainable benchmarks. So as Jared Kushner said, 80 pages with a map. So they've got various benchmarks in there. The Palestinians have to meet. Otherwise, no deal. Or they can sort of cancel the deal or put the deal on ice, basically. So what does this mean? Let's, let's, let's say what this basically means is Israel will control Palestinian airspace, Israel to control Palestinian borders, people, goods, and services in and out of the Palestinian territory, and no right of return for Palestinian refugees. Interestingly though, uh, and I didn't note this here on, on the graphic, but uh, uh, according to this deal there will be a financial compensation for Jews who had to leave Arab countries. Uh, they're going to get financial compensation. That's interesting. Uh, So Israel uh, to control Palestinian access to water, power, airspace, and probably includes uh, telecommunications to some degree Mm -hmm. uh, as well. Uh, Israel to restrict use of weapons in Palestinian territory. So that's going to be heavily regulated. In other words, as it is right now, as it stands right now. So regardless of whether the Palestinians accept the plan, uh, Israel has America's blessing to annex the illegally occupied West Bank, the Jordan Valley, and any other territory it covets. Mm -hmm. So that's going to happen regardless of whether this deal is agreed or not agreed by the Palestinians. So it's an ultimatum, basically. And the U.S. government has officially uh, sanctioned and legalized apartheid rule uh, in Israel and Palestine. That's what this basically boils down to. Mm -hmm. They have officially sanctioned and legalized apartheid in in the occupied territory so as with oslo the peace process clinton and bush's roadmap to peace trump and kushner's deal of the century was designed to be rejected this is the important point it's designed to be rejected and to buy time for israel's next phase of land expansion effectively continuing with the status quo so really this is uh uh, window dressing here so this is the latest israeli u.s deception and this will almost certainly lead to war. This is what many experts are saying, Mike. Uh, so that's, you know, a really important part of well, this.
0: Well, really an Israeli-Palestinian pa- war or a broader war in the Middle East?
1: Both, both, right. both. Um, it, it, will con- it will certainly lead to continued uh, skirmishes and violence between uh, the state of Israel and the, Pal- the occupied uh, Palestinian territories, but this, this has the danger of also expanding into a wider war. Okay. That's what this deal will lead to, according to many uh, experts, long-term experts on, on the region. So so I, I will say I, I did predict uh, how this was going to go down uh, like a ton of bricks back in May. And uh, I'll uh, point people to this article, Trump and Sons, Kushner's Deal of the Century, basically bribing the Palestinians to go, go away. Mm-hmm. So that's what I said back in May, and, and it really hasn't changed much since then. So Trump and Sons, Here's the, uh, the business card for Trump and Sons. And you can see Jared behind uh, father-in-law Donnie there, established in 2017. God's number one property developer. That's their business card. Let's take a look at what Trump and Sons has got in store here uh, for the region. This is their map, the vision of peace, the conceptual map of uh, the future of Israel and Palestine according to Trump and Sons. As you can see, Mike, Take a look at the little green uh, splotches there. That's what supposedly, what could be possibly, if they behave, that could be the Palestinian state. So, this reminds us very much like Bantu stands in South Africa, townships and yeah. Bantu stands. Yeah. It's, it's really that same system. Or in America, we have the, uh, the reservation system, mm-hmm. uh, the Native American reservation system. And that's more like the blueprint, probably the Israel. Uh, is looking to implement is a, the reservation system so they'll get sovereignty but only on paper and the, their borders and everything else will be completely controlled they don't actually own anything so that's that's how it's looking here and this was the big kicker back in may this was the big promise that 50 billion dollars of direct foreign investment will be uh, will, will appear somehow to help stimulate the palestinian economy and kushner was meant to drum that cash up from the arabs from the gulf states but guess what hasn't arrived yet so it's been six seven months no uh no no gulf cash to fill this uh 50 billion dollar war chest uh, of investment that's meant to stimulate quote the palestinian economy of course that means the palestinians won't own anything from that direct foreign investment that'll be gulf owned uh, businesses and enterprises so but it hasn't appeared so trump and sons is still working on the 50 50 billion and this is really what This is a continuation of here. As you can see, that was Palestine there in 1946. This is the incredibly shrinking Palestinian state, and there you can see what's left of it in 2012, and that's a recent uh, version of this map, but that's very similar to what we we showed you with the the Trump-Kushner map of Palestine. A few green specks, that's what's left. I assume that's gonna be probably half the size of that, in about five to 10 years. Mm. So even less, smaller green specks, actually. So uh, brought to you by Trump and Sons there. So take a screenshot of their business card and get in touch if you uh, wanna build a settlement in greater Israel. So here is uh, Nora Adrekat. She is a Palestinian American human rights lawyer. This is what she said. Palestinians uh, have not been demanding a state. Uh, Palestinians have been demanding freedom dignity, equality. They want the right to return to their homes, not a plot of land that they can uh, put a flag over and pretend is a state. This is not a game. This is about life and death and freedom. She said this live uh, on, on CNN, actually, this past week. So uh, that, that's the point, Mike, is uh, the two-state solution has really been a con from Camp David, till today they still they're still using this this scam to, to buy time to increase uh, the amount of uh, homes and, and land that's being annexed by israel and they're doing it again this mm. is it's, it's the identical script to what we saw from all of the previous u.s administrations and they've just given it a facelift
0: oh okay and just to finish this off then i mean trump did make promises uh In the past, as he was campaigning, and also since he became president, that he was going to solve this problem. Uh, Do you think that this is going to, as he campaigns for the next uh, election, is this going to be a problem for him, that this is one thing that he has not succeeded in achieving?
1: I don't think so. It's not going to be a big problem for him, and I'll tell you why. Because both the Republicans and the Democrats are are pretty much bought and paid for uh, with regards to the Israeli lobby, and they don't tolerate any dissent uh... on that issue so whether he succeeds or fails on this um, it's neither here nor there and if anybody comes up to defend the palestinians they'll be accused of being anti-semitic mm. so this is the new political environment on both sides of the atlantic is there any support generally for for human rights uh... in palestine any any opposition to apartheid uh... has been redefined as anti-semitic which i think is ironic of course because the palestinians themselves are Semitic people so uh, the whole thing doesn't really make a whole lot of sense uh, and that's where we're at.